wasn't until like the funeral came around that it actually hit me hard. My nan was basically my mother, you know, second mother to me. And I think that's why it hit me so bad. That pet isn't just a pet to that person, you know, to them, it's family. How that went from this amazing memory four days ago to now you're gone? Hello, 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 denizens of the 4G Show. Welcome back to an interesting episode. Uh, today we're going to be doing a deep dive into a topic that, disclaimer, may cause a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness. You should be seeing by the title that we will be discussing the topic of death. And if you're ready for that, absolutely go ahead. Uh, but realize that we'll be touching on a few stories, a few topics that some may find discomforting and we will be putting some links in the doobly-doo in the description box down below uh, if you have been affected by anything that we've talked about. But with me joining us today is... Me, Matt. <gasps> me, Ragnar. And it's me, Colin. And goodness gravy, uh, how could we forget to mention a new wonderful guest that you might have known about from last week her being mentioned could you please introduce yourself hi i'm becca yo it's becca in the house (laughs) 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 welcome to the show you're the first girl to be on the 4g show how do you feel well it's about time saucy did anybody hear that whip just crack there (laughs) season one was just an absolute party (laughs) Oh, it yeah. was, wasn't it? Now, now we've introduced women. Um, I'm sure it'll get all uh, high and spicy. Mm, we'll be able to increase our <laughs> female representation in our listener quota by. Uh, <laughs> but believe Even it or not, more. this 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 is the thing. I yeah. had a look at with stats today, right. and with female um, percentage, it's actually a lot higher than with male. It's like seventy three percent, isn't it? It is, and I was like, what? That's because they now, all like me. And I know our voices aren't that sexy. Well, maybe yours, Matt. But Always. Our sec, our voices. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the percentage there, saying that it's seventy-two percent of the lovely ladies out there. So, do you want to explain why we invited you on the show today, Becca? Because I dealt with death a lot. How long's a lot? Six year. Six year. You sound a bit nervous. Yeah, because it's you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. Although we will also say that it isn't just because you've been going around robbing graves; it's because you do work in a profession. Because <laughs> <laughs> so far, when it's like, if you're just saying, if you were just saying that, um, oh yeah, I've known oh, me, me and Death, we've known each other six years. It sounds like you just uh, you're a little bit buddy buddy, and you take his shifts on the weekends, maybe. Well, I did ask me a uh, manager where I used to work if I could get Grim Reaper army uniform, and she said no. See, <laughs> <laughs> I live with Becca. She's my partner, and um, yeah, they went through. She went through a stage where there was about six deaths in that week, nearly yeah. one every day. Oof! So she dealt with it a lot. I've seen her cry many tears for people. Yeah, that's the thing though. When they when you work in like a care home, they always say don't get too attached. And it's you like do how... your job right if you don't. Uh. Yeah, but how can you not be attached to a person that you've worked with for so long, and then all of a sudden they pop their clogs, and how are you supposed to feel? You know, uh. obviously exactly. you're going to be upset. Yeah, it's funny how you mentioned that. There, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> you have to care, yeah. but not care too much. And it... but yeah. that's impossible. A human person, they care too much. It's because when you're working in the care system and stuff like that, obviously you've got um, your clients, say Becca has like multiple clients all over the place, and I'm sure she's got some that she doesn't like, but she's also got those ones mm. that she's really uh, like close to, mm. you know? And it, it's it's hard not to be friends with your clients, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think so, the six years I've been in care, I think there's only about ten of them that I've really like hit us the most. So we'll get on uh, we'll get on like the deaf side, so when you experienced the first death with the job you're in, I mean, what was the effect on you? Oh, I cried. I cried like a baby. I was in a house. It's obviously part of your part, was part of your job. It wasn't something you did prior to um, actually actually taking the job, was it? No, no. Nah. Right. So it was something new you just went into, yeah? Yeah. 
I've got an interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut into you there, Conter. No, 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 go ahead. A, a question for you. So, like, when that first death actually happened, obviously during that job, did it actually make you want to continue with your job, or did you actually want to quit your job at that point? Oh, I wanted to quit on the uh, spot. Uh. It's in, it's mm. quite interesting because obviously you know it has a massive effect on you, doesn't it? But yet you're still there six years later. Yeah. It's it's only because of what she tell us to not mm. to do. When she, mm. before she died. Yeah, is that something you want to share or just keep yourself? I'm not bothered, to be honest. Oh, as well as to we'll share, share it. Is there any kind of uh, confidentiality there? No, because I'll just not mention names or the company. Oh, that's fine. So what it was is it was a habit. Every night would have a hot chocolate with whipped cream and a flake in mm. while playing cards. And she goes... Well, we all know I'm dying. I goes, no, you're not. Don't be silly. I'd, I would never talk to them about it because I think that's just a downer for them. Mm. Even though they mm. know what's going to happen, and you're like, nah, you're not. You're fine. Mm. Don't talk like that. You're the strongest person I know. So then she turned around and went, what would you do if I died? I was like, eh, what do you mean? She went, well, I love you like my daughter loves you. I was like, all right. She went, so don't leave care because of me. And it stuck with us when she that she died that night, and it was like, oh, it's okay, ama- go back on a promise. It's mm-hmm. amazing how like words can actually like have a massive impact on you as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It is, and then promises as well that you make, and you feel ob- obliged to um, keep them. Yeah, mm. definitely. You know, because none of us know if life life exists after death, but we all have this strong urge if we promise the loved one to keep that promise through life. Oh. Even when they're gone, and yeah, it's a crazy one, crazy one. But I mean, so over them six years, I mean, was the was the many occasions where you lost someone and it would break you like that? Yeah, there's a few of them. Oh. Would you say it's gotten kind of any easier as the years have gone? Nah, Aye. because I think the way you see it is, people just see it, see us as tea makers and bum white bars was so much more mm. than that and they mm. don't get that I think if yes. you need to know when you live for that person like I can come home and be happy as Larry and it just takes one thing and that's it I'm, I'm away like I've been away from my old job now for for like a year hmm. I went hmm. up with a new job in care and I got a text the other day saying such and such had died I was like oh god like yeah I haven't seen him for a year but hmm. Remember when we used to do this? Remember when we used to do that? So it never, ever, ever, ever gets easier. Yeah. So you, uh, I think we could do do an episode around social care because I do think they get a, a bad rap. I was just about yeah, to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an amazing the care systems. The fact that like you know it doesn't matter how many different care systems that you're actually worked in. Like you know like in you being that you've just said there two. You went from one into the other one, and that's like a year. But even mm-hmm. then, though, you and your old clients still keep in contact, letting you know who's actually like still around or who's passed as well. You know what I mean? Oh I think yeah. It's like it's like a common courtesy with like the, the care system, isn't it? Yeah. I know she's been to a couple of funerals of people she used to care for when she found out they passed away. Um, that was last year, wasn't it? I think it was, so or the beginning of this. I can't. Remember it was bigger than this year. I was just yeah. say, I remember you went to one. Um, and you watched one on, was it Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. So she does, does still find out about the people she previously cared for, and I know she often talks about them, you know, when she's feeling down. Um, was it Was it the reason for you leaving your job down to the deaths that you just got sick of dealing with it? It wasn't I was sick of dealing with it. I just couldn't take the heartache anymore. I mm-hmm. couldn't sit there and care for someone for 16 hours a day, sit with them day and night, and then watching them die. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. And mm-hmm. if you think I was, what, 20 years old, going into care with mm-hmm. this obsession that, oh, no, it'll not happen to me. But it does. Like, you kind of have this big head about care because when you get into it, you need to be like level-headed and if you're not mm. get out of care that's all i say do you know what i mean it's you need to be in the right frame of mind to be a carer yeah i couldn't do it personally my i just i'd be too oh. attached and if someone died i'd be, I'd be devastated 
Yeah, I couldn't do it. I've said that many times to Becca. You know, it's uh, it's something I couldn't even dream of trying to do because it would just, I think one death would kill us. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, here at 4G Show, my hearts go out to people like you. He's, he's went through the coronavirus, caring for people. Well, we're all we're tucked safe in our houses. Um, and, you know, he's deserving applause for that. And I'm sure I'll put one in for you. Okay, if I can find it, I'll I'll pop it in. <laughs> oh, oh, we heard it there. We heard it. Yeah. Play it again. Play it again. And an extra one. So we do. We killed. We thank you for mm. everything you've done. And to be fair, what you've explained there about about what you've done in your job, um, I think take me hat off to you because you know you're doing the job for people who necessarily either can't do life commitments or or just generally couldn't do physically what you need to do to help that person i think that really does need a, a big pat on the back I, you know i think i think my street where i live should be called care street as well because <laughs> directly across from me and next door to them there's carers that go to there all the time and then there's like two or three doors up there's uh, one that goes there, and I think there's one or two of them that goes down to the bottom of the street. Yeah. So it's like across, literally directly across from where uh, where I live, like opposite, and then next door to them, there was two that keep going there. It, it, it's weird. It's like I, I know I know the clock works when they turn up. They even turn up at like three o'clock in the morning now as well. I didn't realize they were doing them at that late. Oh yeah, there's, <clears throat> there is companies out there that do night calls for us not to go out. Sometimes I've got a court client calling me going, can you come change my pad? No, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's what your night care was for. Next door, directly across from me, there was actually um, a paramedic that actually turned up. Not the not the, the ambulance, but you know the first responders? Yeah, rapid uh, response. I think so, yeah. Um, there was a carer outside of that house, and there was uh, the rapid response was there as well. So I'm hoping they're okay. Cause so like bringing it back around a death here, <clears throat> um, obviously back there you would have suffered personal death as well. Yeah, it's not all being work. I mean, is that something you want to talk about? I can do. <laughs> Maybe we should do the rounds yeah. real quick to get someone else's sto- some other stories. So yeah. back and can have a quick break. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I suppose. Get on then, Egg. Since you're the one that wants to volunteer, mm. I was just about to say. I think what it, what Colin was trying to do there was just get like this podcast just full of just Becca speaking. It's <laughs> not very often we'll have a guest and we'll get to question them, is it? Let's pull it uh, pull in all the men just for uh, like Becca's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that, that's a hard task. That I mean, have you seen what percentages? Say <laughs> what can I say though? It's all the girls. We're not stupid. We know where. Yeah, it's because they're listening to my beautiful voice. You know, girls know where the good content is. They're listening to Matt's beautiful voice, and they think we're we're Geordie Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen these on the show before. (laughs) They probably hear the voices going, "Well, that's not them." (laughs) Well, a couple of them, but they'd be like, "Maybe." So come on, then, Egg. Share share some thoughts form of experience you've had yeah so really the only kind of two uh, the two familial uh kind of instances of death i've had so far like both of my grandfathers have died at this point um one of them one of them like oh this is actually a cute little family story like i never knew my maternal grandfather um so i i probably could just eh, shall i say his real name Nah, um, we'll call him R, Big R. He, uh, I, I think, like when he was forty or fifty, between that and that kind of age range, he basically just up and left the Philippines and went to Las Vegas to uh, to play his guitar. So, if anyone's seen Coco, I suppose it's uh, <laughs> that's kind of the storyline. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, no, and eventually no, no, no. he just died, and we didn't really know about it. I think I think he Lord. died when my mum was like when uh, when she was in her late twenties thereabouts. Uh, so I think he died he died fairly young. Um, but then I, I totally had two 
uh, paternal granddads. It was only until like when I was 16, 17 that I actually knew like, okay, who was my actual paternal grandfather? Because <laughs> um, like my grandmother had remarried and uh, so it was, um, I, I had a grandfather who was very much just like, as far as I were aware, I, I was aware he was just my actual granddad. Um, and then he died when I was eight or nine, I believe. And I think yeah. that was one of the first funerals I, I ever went to. Um, yeah, it was, it was a time. <laughs> I don't remember too, too mm. much about it. I, I, for the most part, I didn't really know kind of what was happening. Obviously, I knew that he was gone. And uh, we went over right. to his care home previously and all that and seeing how he was. Yeah, for the most part, all I remember is just the smell. Um, so what, yeah. how old were you when that, that when that happened? Yeah, eight or nine when my... Um, so yeah. at the time where you could learn but didn't understand. I knew about it, but just not necessarily kind of the big implications of it. I, yeah. I knew what it so all meant. It. I knew I wouldn't yeah. be able to see him anymore, but like the actual processing of like what all of that really entailed later on, I don't know. Yeah. It just so, never hit me. So when when do we as people think well, children should be informed of this? Because it, there is a period where you're told they're just gone up into the sky, and that's obviously to spare the child. Huh. But when as a person deemed to be old enough to understand they've gone, you're never going to see them again, you know I think it's a family thing isn't it you've mm. got to choose like think it in a family, like if you think they're old enough and understand enough then tell them because yeah. the, the kids are getting smarter and smarter these days that is very true, I'll give you that I'm thinking for the most my part my friend's it... kids wrap rings around me I'd say the kids are mostly like learning just outside of families like maybe through friends or like media at this point movies films yeah. series see i think it's an it could actually be an argumentative to a question because some would argue by saying that it'll be better to actually have them learn about it as early as possible but then others would say well no later on in life when they're actually a bit more understandable so it could be a bit of both Personally, I would say the best time to say it is when they've got a grasp of understanding about things not coming back. Mm. You know, like yeah. with, with with pets and, oh. you know, like family members or friends and stuff like that, you know. And treat it in that sort of way until they actually under, have a better understanding. Then say, look, yeah. they've passed away, they're not coming back sort of thing. I you suppose, know. yeah. It's, because... it's more of a personal experience. I suppose a parent judges on how the child is because obviously some children are more intelligent. Some children take things and learn things differently to each other. Yeah. You know, so I, I, again, I, I, like like Becca and you says, it's probably just more of a personal thing. And, and when people think the child is ready to learn of the harsh realities. I don't I don't even think it's a case where you like have to sit them down and say this is this is this. I think for the most part like our life comes with death. You see it like we just kind of take it for granted now but it death is absolutely everywhere and it's talked about all the time whether metaphorically or actually physically in the news people dying and like I I think for the most part kids it I, I think it's a task that can mostly be kind of left to the child unless they they suddenly take like a downturn and actually start getting some big fears and they need that discussion they need support yeah. but i don't think it's a it's a point of needed education for a parent to go or a yeah guardian. it's not where you must learn at this point you know i think it's... they they learn it for themselves quite happily mm. so so Matt, we'll move on. Uh, you about unless egg were you finished? Uh Sorry. yeah. Uh, like my actual paternal grandfather died last year, and we talked about that a little bit in the dreams episode. If anybody wants to have a pick me yeah. up after this no, episode, no. If you want to touch on that, that's that's fine. Sorry, I just it just cut because nah. there that had cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah, if anybody wants to pick me up after this episode, go over and listen to the dreams and learn more about my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can move on to Matt though. But have you noticed, though, right, 
I mean, unless Egg is secretly actually a robot slash alien, right? He has very, <laughs> very little a uh, life experience, does he? He doesn't drink. He hasn't. Uh, no. Hasn't. Wait, he hasn't <laughs> drank. Drink. He hasn't taken much drugs. He hasn't had much going on in uh, like in life itself. It's never you know enough I mean? egg. I've had. <laughs> I will say he's still very young compared to some of Who here has done drag? Talk for yourselves. Me. Um, actually, he's younger well, than no, you as well, Becca. Oh. <laughs> You're 26, he's 22, so I've oh, got the fingers up now. right now. Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, look at it, the fact that you're the second youngest here. Yeah. I'm the third youngest. Least. Compared oh. to the granddad in here, Colin. It's all right, you can't in the care home as soon as he hits 40. <laughs> yeah, well, that's two years away. So, <laughs> well, no, it's not actually. It's nearly a year and a half. Does that mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Does that mean that as that. soon as he uh, hits forty, you're putting him in the care home and pass him on to somebody else to wipe his ass? Not you. It just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, be shipping him off over to my place where he can just um. We can just have cuddles. Oh, I'm definitely family. sending him over your way. Then you know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I, then I'll <laughs> yeah. only have to take care of him for like two, three years, and then before he cacks it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I tell you what, if you look after us, right, um, I'll make sure my life insurance is there in your name. I think, oh. right, I think that if you do get shipped off to Egg, right, I think Colin will now become Cinderella because uh, hmm. Egg will probably be using him as, because like, he's a, what, how tall are you, Colin? About six, uh, six foot odd? Yeah, uh, six foot. Yeah, so he's about six foot, right? So, Egg, you've got yourself a perfect uh, mannequin there to actually, you know, make your dresses and that on. (laughs) Yeah, but just watch how you move me hip. It might pop out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But let's bring this back to death. (laughs) We've we've got a little bit of funniness in it, but we need to bring this back to death. Isn't it so Um, weird to say that? Guys, we're having so much fun. Let's bring it back to death. Come on. Right, I think... think, We need to bring it down a bit. We need to get all depressed and sad, yeah? We don't want to be no, laughing. No, we don't. We should have been wearing black. No. So, Matt... I'm wearing black. Nice. Yes. <laughs> she, she's fit for the park. So, do you want to explain or talk about death that you've experienced? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> you can go either way. <laughs> yeah, Not literally, it's... just go on. <laughs> so, my first death, well, I was I was really young. I was like one. I've obviously found out like later in life. That my my biological dad drowned when I was one. Right. Well, that was the first time for me. I didn't even know him, obviously. That's harsh. Yeah. I walk past uh, where he drowned all the time. <laughs> Oy. Well, it's the same town, so you know you can't really right. miss it or go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it. it doesn't really bother me because I didn't know him. Mm. So well, I suppose at such a young age, you wouldn't have. Had many, if any, memories. But the second one, there was like, I was fifteen when Mm. my granddad died. I was a bit, I was a bit of a spoiled brat. Um, He was dying in his bed, and then I was Mm. just like, "Mum, mum, mum, can I have some money to enter town?" Yeah, it wasn't my best moment, (laughs) obviously. But uh, he died later that day. (gasps) Like looking back now, I think like you know. That I was such a bad person to like do that while my one of my family members that I was really close to died. To be fair, the way you look at it, though, you were young. Um, maybe you didn't realise the the implications, like what uh, Egg talked about. You know, mm. the seriousness of the situation. It's easy to do when you're at such a young age. Well, he also had dementia, so you know mm-hmm. that was a bit difficult to deal with at a young mm-hmm. age. You know, yeah, and you don't know it might have been. Some form of mental health, and you just needed to get out of that. Situation, yeah, it's like there were many Have times you... that he didn't even know who I was. So yeah, so and which is horrible, horrible as it is, you know. Yeah, one time he actually asked my stepdad, "Is that?" He asked him if he could punch me, and obviously my stepdad's a bit of a dick. Um, oh. And he had said yes to my granddad, and then my granddad came up to him and punched me, um, not oh, knowing who I was. Yeah. So I think. I think at that time when he died, I think I was just remembering like everything that had happened. You remember the and, bad bits. Yeah, and that maybe just the way I acted was just out of that. Yeah. And I then, mean, no, the end of the day, it, it there's no bad. It's it's just a decision you you made yeah. that day, and 
you know and yeah we'll feel guilty but that's actually part of grief i know? do now like i think the worst of it it wasn't so much my granddad i know i loved him mm. bits. still do obviously you know yeah i was just it about was... to ask if you were close with your granddad there like yeah i was always at my nan and granddad's um they lived on a farm beautiful place it was we used to play like badminton and volleyball in the garden in the summer and you have picnics it was brilliant I used to love it oh, and then the year later my nan died Mm-hmm. Um, it put me over the edge mm. a lot um, and that's what caused the majority of my mental health really is when she yeah. died because it was weird because my sister stayed over that night um, and then she took off her golden necklace she never took it mm. off ever in her life and then oh sorry <laughs> just talking it's fine um, and uh, she she actually my sister found her on the bathroom floor the next oh. day, so it was a big shock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then uh, it just it made my mum different, you know. Mm. So it affected her obviously because it's her mother. But oh. Yeah, it affected everyone. And I think think that's the thing. Grief hits everyone differently. Mm. Yeah. Um, and one of the most important things with grief is if you haven't or you're not dealing with it counseling is needed because it can change physically mm. or cause mental mental health problems you know yeah. well because of the fact that you've lost a family member like a, like a parent yeah, or something like that so it, close. it can actually trigger a PTSD hmm. put, yeah. uh, yes. post-traumatic stress disorder you know I, mean? I never went I never got help though <laughs> I uh, I took to self-harming yeah um, that's what took my pain away and that was just, you know, after that, like, obviously, my nan was basically my mother, you know, second mother to me. Yeah. And I think that's why it hit me so bad, you know? Of course, yeah, definitely. I mean, that would would really hit you, especially because my nan is, like, elderly now, you know, and she's like a mom to me. And I know, just hearing you say that, how bad it would hit me losing her, you know, which it's going to happen. It's inevitable, mm. you know. Touch wood, it's not any time. Happens to all of us, isn't it? Recently, yeah. But I know that's going to hurt us. So, can you say that? You know, it's it's kind of the realisation of losing someone that close, just how destructive it can be on you. Yeah, it was destructive on me. This is going to sound harsh, but I don't actually mean it to sound harsh, right? But I think the three three that would actually have a major effect on you, Colin, would be your nan, your Mm -hmm. uncle, uh, Anf, and yeah. uh, skip you, yeah. Oh, little skippy, me pet. And this this is the thing. This is the thing. Grief doesn't just happen, and death doesn't just happen to losing someone that's human. It, it can actually take a big effect to someone who loses a pet mm. and an animal, yeah. and that's an amazing thing. I mean, I've lost animals. Yeah. Me too. Um, I, I had to make a decision on a six-month-old kitten because the vet wouldn't take payment install installations, installations, installments. deposits, yeah. installments. That's the one for the pet, and basically what it was, he had something in his stomach. You know, um, it had getting trapped. I begged the vet. I says, "Oh, I can pay two hundred now. It was going to be about seven hundred. I'll I'll pay two hundred every month until it's paid up the date." And the vet physically looked at us and went sorry you know there's only one thing you can do um so i had to call becca and make the decision that day because becca was like can you not can you please 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 just wait please and it was like look i'm getting told me pet needs put down the pet needs put down you know and what i didn't realize is i could have said i'll come back later with him you know Mm. but the vet had made it seem that i had to make that choice there and then Mm. You know, so uh, some vets are actually like that, though. You know, I mean, they can be right horrible. horrible this is the thing. I wanted to pay two hundred pounds as an instalment towards treatment for the cat, and I got told, "Well, if you don't have the money, you've got to put put your put your cat down." I was like, "Right, it's a lot cheaper." Ugh, you know, it's hard enough making that decision. Um, so I made the decision, and then me and Becca over the phone. Becca was devastated; she couldn't be there and say our buys. I was like really 
really distraught having to make this decision for her, an animal I loved. And got him put down, gave him the hugs, took a bit of his fur, put it in a necklace for Becca. And when I went out to pay, they, they give us the cost. It shocked us to hear him turn around and say £189. I was physically taken back that I'd offered them that day £200 as a deposit towards getting them trapped and they refused and charged us £189 to put them asleep mm. and we weren't talking about a 12 to 15 year old animal here we were talking about 6 month old still still a kitten yeah freaking hyperactive little shit <laughs> oh, he, was, he, was. he was lush but it destroyed what you know we were ripped up because of that cat you know, just having to make that choice. So grief can really, really hit you on losing a human, but it can also really hit you on losing a, a, a pet. And I think that's one thing that needs to be highlighted because when people lose pets, they're going through the grieving process and a lot of people will say, well, it was only a pet. Hmm. But the reality is that pet isn't just a pet to that person. You know, to them... It's family. You've had them for 15 years, 16 years, 17 years, and then you've lost them. They're no longer in your life. And especially you kind know? of in an instance where you feel like you're you're the one who's culpable, you're the one who's to blame for why they got put down at that specific time, even yeah. if, like, by all accounts, in other instances where treatment would just be completely kind of null and void or they're suffering so much that it's the best thing to do, it, it it would still hit you. Yeah, and the thing is, I lost a, a partner I was going out, Aggie, which I mentioned. I'll not go back over it because I mentioned it prior. Oh. Um, I can't remember what episode, dating and relationships, I think. Oh. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and I felt guilt with her when I went through the grieving process. Um, I always remember one of the things that I went through was denial, and the denial took a weird form. The denial was that she hadn't died, that she had planted a mannequin in the house and she was still out there living somewhere. Mm. You know, so it was really messed up ways of thinking. Yeah. And that only went on for about a week before the proper grief set in. Oh. But I noticed the difference between that and the difference between the cat was, although I had a slight denial on the cat, it was predominantly grief and guilt. You know, over our way, way I'll, I'll say her name because it's, you know, Aggie um, was more denial that she was gone. Mm. I went on for a while. But the, the animal was guilt. I could have done more. Mm. I could have sold me, me objects. I could have done this. And then to find out I could have brought them home and looked to get help from the PDSA. Mm. You know, the guilt hit even more. Huh. Yeah, but you weren't thinking like that at the time. Well, no, at the time your head scrambled. You're thinking what was best for him. But the thing is, as well, I learned on that day is there's actually counselling for a uh, grief counselling for people who's lost pets as well. But some people can take it really, really bad to the point where it just it that again causes men can cause mental health. Right, right. Yeah. So. You know, and maybe if you put a pet grieving in the description as well. Oh. Um. Did we want Matt, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all done yeah. now. You're done, Rags. Yeah. Do you want to go? Because I've kind, of, I think I've spouted out <laughs> my stories. <laughs> um, I think I've been surrounded by death pretty much all of my life. Um, mm. my first death for me. Wait, sorry, there's two, but one I don't really want to talk about, but the other one I will, um, mm-hmm. which was my my nan. Yeah. Um, I'd been to college, I'd came home, and normally on a, a, a Sunday I would go over for my dinner. Uh, but my cousin turned up on the Sunday morning, I think it was about like nine, ten o'clock that morning. She turned up, knocked at my, uh, my, because I was living with my partner at the time and her mum. 
um, turned up and turned around and says, oh, I need to talk to you. He's like, right, okay, come in, ha- uh, have a conversation. And he sat near her, do you want a coffee? Saying, no, no, I'm not staying long. And then at that point, she just turned around and says, right, um, Nana's passed away. And I was like, but how? I says, she was perfectly fine when I last saw her. And I had last seen her on the th- uh, the Wednesday. I mean, she looked a bit pale. But other than that, she was, you know, she didn't give any indication that there was anything wrong. She just looked a bit tired and obviously pale. Um, but it turns out that she'd actually passed uh, during, uh, somewhere between going to bed on the Saturday night or to some point in the Sunday morning. Hmm. So like somewhere in between like 8 o'clock Saturday night through to Sunday. Um, the she told us all of this um, it turned out that it was a, um, a, a blood clot that actually uh, burst but oh um, from what they were told it sounded like she passed peacefully it wasn't actually painful um, because when they'd found her they'd found her in the bathroom as well um, and she looked peaceful in the bathroom um, but after finding out that off my cousin and stuff like that, I was like, it didn't hit us until like that point. I was like, right, okay, fair enough, right? It's just like, is everything okay? I says, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine, no worries. And she gave us a hug, and then she left. As soon as I closed that front door, it like it just it was like a tidal wave just went straight over the top of us. Hmm. You know, it engulfed us and everything, and it like the 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 shock the 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 process hit us and I, I hit the floor on my knees and I, instead of actually like crying about it the first instinct that I had was to punch the front door mm. and I'd actually put my fist through the door I was like okay I didn't actually mean to hit it that hard but that was the process mm. um, Yeah, but it didn't hit us the grief didn't hit us properly um, until the day of the funeral and it was like that process of going through all of that was like right okay I'm going to go to my nanses and then it's like oh no no you can't and she's just passed away it's like crap yeah I forgot about that okay uh, I'll find something else to do it's like I was lost Like it's like a section of your life was missing you huh. know you had all of this planned out what you would normally do on certain days and it was just that one section that was missing so yeah, in your case, your yeah, your routine had completely been yeah, it got, up. yeah, because it was normally I would go to hers on the Wednesday, um, then every two Thursdays when I got paid, I would go and say um like on that day, and then on a Friday it was like fish and chips, and then a Sunday was Sunday dinner, so that was like four days out of that week that I would normally go to like me nans, um, but it wasn't until like the funeral came around that it actually hit me hard because at the time me and my dad weren't talking and there was yeah. a massive divide in the family you know so like on my dad's side uh, my sister's uh, mum was there although I don't understand why she was actually there she was nothing but poison anyway um, but it all sunk in it was like well there's a divide in the family this ain't going to bring us any cl- uh, like close or anything like that mm-hmm. and in my mind I couldn't take it so this is the one regret that I have in my life was I didn't actually go to the funeral yeah I mean they had I ripped me, um, me aunties um, yeah. like open casket in the in me aunties sitting room and that Um but then obviously the move down taking her to like where they were obviously right to the church whichever church that they were taking her to uh, but I didn't actually go I didn't go inside to say her because I'd already been to the coroner's with uh, my uncle uh, like the mm-hmm. a few days beforehand and do you know what it is seeing it it's it's weird because mm-hmm. when I seen uh, my nan there two things that came to my head one, she's just sleeping yeah. and two I don't know if anybody else will say this as uh, being disrespectful but I burst out laughing because one, I mean I always used to fall asleep 
whenever you were there she would yeah. just she would fall asleep in a chair she would just nod off and that and then we always used to play a trick to say nan nan are you awake are you awake and we were expecting that to wake up one last time you know like just for like mm-hmm. like but but it, that that laughter was personal so it wasn't laughing because a person had died but it was more personal because it brought back a good memory to you mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it's not disrespectful it's more more you remember and something good that used to happen with you know but it was also one of those do you know in um, horror movies where you think you've killed the bad guy and then all of a sudden they come back for Jesus. one fight yes. <laughs> yeah but you, 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 do you know do you know what I mean though when you actually think that you've killed yeah, the bad yeah. guy and then all of a sudden he comes back for one final you fight you feel the anticipation oh, yeah. just me yeah but yeah. that's what I felt when I sat I stood there look, looking at me and I was expecting it to come back for one last fright <laughs> you know oh, God. Oh, is, that's uh, why that's why I was laughing because I had seen this horror movie scenario in my head oh, you know yeah, and it was like it's just going to come back as a vampire or something like that you know <laughs> was, and you then know. famously I wish I could come back as a vampire we know we know is this the is this the third episode in a row but yeah. what actually <laughs> but what actually pissed us off about that day was obviously seeing you know they had the the lid to the the coffin um, yeah. And I was looking at the plaque on there, and that, and I kicked off of them because they got a uh, got a birthday wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, it's a sensitive time. You've... It's the little things, isn't it? But like Becca's granddad had passed. He had an open casket, and we went and visited him. Uh, so I know what you're saying when it's like they just look like they're asleep. Yeah, but when you, you when know? I went to see my nan before the funeral in like that mm-hmm. place. And it was open. You get to yeah. say last goodbyes. It didn't even look like her. You know when like their yeah, skin just goes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It honestly didn't look like her. And I, I thought like, who is this woman? Yeah. It looked like she had the perfect skin. Like there was no wrinkles. It's like they put a clip at the back of her head, just pull her. Yeah. And it just it just didn't look like her. I don't know if anyone else had that experience. Uh-huh. Uh have. See, uh, my grieving process was different to everybody else. Other people would actually break down and cry and stuff like that. I didn't. I went on a self destruction uh, mode. Um, I, I I hit the drink uh, harder. Um, yeah, I ended I up ODing a few times because of it. Um, I did. I was drinking a lot. But for some stupid reason, I ended up with a stutter as well. I don't know how that happened, but I ended up with a stutter somewhere along the line. But the thing is, that is grief. Mm. You know, yeah. some people deal with it in productive ways, and some people deal with it in a destructive way. No way is right. No way is wrong. Everyone deals with it differently. But obviously, destructive can lead to further consequences down the line. Yeah, that's you know? true, yeah. Um, so, I know Egg wants to touch on another side of death. Um, but if we quickly, quickly get better, because I think, was it your granddad you wanted to talk about? I'm about that. Yeah? If, if you, you don't want to talk about it, we can jump to eggs. No, no, it's Eggs fine. topic. Well, it was quick for my granddad, wasn't it? It was... A, a day thing like it was out of blue it was but it was more of a shock for you oh it was horrible I was at work I was at work mm. and I got a call saying oh granddad's went to hospital I went alright because I complained about pains in his legs for a few weeks and I thought oh granddad you're getting out you'll be alright that's what I always say to him because he was the little whinge bag <laughs> and I, I think I kicked myself a lot because I think why don't you just look at his legs? Like, you deal with people that complain about their legs all the time. So he went to hospital and turns out it was sepsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have long at all. I think I got the ho- I wasn't going to go to the hospital because I didn't want to see him like that. I thought, nah, I dealt with my nana when she was that poorly. And it was Colin, he says, look, you're not going to get to say goodbye to him if you don't go. So I was like, right, I'll go up. And it was just instantaneously. I think it was just so quick and a shock. I didn't know how. So the grieving process with your granddad, how did you deal with that? Because I know your, your, your nanas, you dealt with it completely different. Oh, my nanas, I was heartbroken. No, I'm not saying I wasn't heartbroken losing my granddad. But... Yeah, well, I know you hit the drink when, with your nana. Oh, oh yeah, I hit it badly. I your was... granddad, you kind of dealt differently. Because I didn't have a job or I didn't have a stable relationship, and I thought I can't break down now because you deal with it every day. Why break down now? And I think this job has stopped us grieving properly. 
But right. but the thing is, though, right? Your job grief and your your own personal grief are two different things. So you know what I mean. So you tend. But you get a barrier. It it you would think that you would think it's two different things, but it's not. It's all connected. But to be to be fair, what's the proper way to grieve? The, the reality There's is, none, is, is there? no proper way. There's no proper you, way. You grieve the way you grieve. I just see as I remember, like I think I went home that night after my dad dropped us off because. Obviously, Colin never wanted to see me granddad like that, which I totally respected. Like, as much as he loved me granddad, he says, I don't want to be there when it happens. And I went, right, that's you fine. You know, he had us bloody crying, telling us the story, man. And I come home and I was just like, what the hell's just happened? Like, he's not gone. Because I was only, mm. it was only that week we were tattooing each other. I know we shouldn't be, but we were. <laughs> we both got the same tattoos, do you know what I mean? It's just like, how's that went from this amazing memory four days ago to now you're gone yeah. mm. it's horrible it is horrible and that, I think that's the worst point of losing someone is you do lose someone close to whether it be a, another human yeah. a family member or whether it be a pet you've lost them and you're not going to see them, get them, smell them, touch them again. And I think that's what makes the grieving process and losing that person so hard. Um, but what we want to try and do is lighten it up because it's been such a dark episode, this episode. So, Egg, you had something you wanted to talk about. It's definitely related, so if you want to bring it in. Uh, I suppose um, I have a few things kind of bullet pointed down, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's just a case of, I guess, what we want to go over, whether that is kind of just... Um, I think anything that will bring a bit of lightheartedness. Mm. No. You know, there's it's nothing worse so than having a podcast. Yeah. Having a podcast, ending on a downer. You know, let's let's end on a light. I have something that I would like to like, put across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is death the final quest in life? Well, it's we don't the know. answer we won't know until we die. Well, I mean, if you go back to the dreams episode, you had this thing about you apparently you died. So I want to know what death was like for you. <laughs> well, for me, um... oh yeah, I remember that. Dying. What was that like, by the way? Because the turns said that he died, and I was like, well, it mustn't have been a fatal death. You're still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You didn't do it very well. I'll cover. I'll cover it up. Uh, I'll cover it up. I'm going to cover the death up. Don't worry. So cover up. I take it it wasn't your death and it was somebody else's death you did. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll go over it. So I I was like outside of a shop and I did get stabbed in the back. I felt the pain in my sleep. Yeah, because I woke up with the pain in my back. It was actually long before I met you, actually. Um, And I remember, like, obviously, as I said, me nana or my mom at the time was crying, you know, don't die, come on, Colin, come on. Um, and it went blank. It went blank, but I could still hear. I could still hear, but I couldn't see, and it was like white in front of us. Um, and as I said, the dream dream world, it felt like a few minutes rather than a few seconds. But it was like things were there. That was there, dead, and but it was black. Now, here's what I thought about today. I thought about what I believe, which is you go off to the other side. And I thought about what Egg believes, that life is, isn't is internal. Is it internal? Isn't infinite. It's more of a you live, you die. Next chapter of the story for someone else. And the thing is, we all fear death. We do fear it. Oh, yeah. You know, every one person fears death. But the reality is, whether my aspect is true or whether Egg's aspect is true, doesn't matter. Because when you die, if it's black, you ain't gonna know about it. Oh, that's still you know? big issue. <laughs> that's still... You don't know if it is just going to be darkness and what have you, or whether it's like well, yeah, a gentle and that's the thing experience with if you're just a mind that's stuck in oblivion. So I'm, I'm going to quote someone. I can't remember who it is, but it is a quote from someone who did a science show Hmm. uh, and it was a TV show and he got asked a question because you're a scientist what's your view on dying? Are you scared of it or not? Yes. And his answer was 
simple. I don't look at dying as the end, but rather I look at dying as a new adventure I must take. That's because people believe in reincarnation. I think he was just really a big fan of Peter Pan, which was like, man, <laughs> death would be such a wonderful, <laughs> death would be a wonderful adventure. You and go off to Never Neverland. Yeah. This Why not? Know. No, it's like, it's like <laughs> a line in the original book of like, won't death be such a wonderful adventure or something like that. Yeah, but... Send me that. This is the thing. Yeah, we me. all talk about heaven, right? I try not You to. know, a lot of people talk about heaven. Well, not you. But, no, I'm going to hell, so... Yeah. The thing is, we'll, we'll talk about now. heaven, but <laughs> how do you know what heaven is for someone? <laughs> they always say golden roads, green pastures, trees. That could be someone's hell. We'll see. Probably like, not. No, mine's going to be really hot. I'm, I'm going to love it. I'll get a suntan. I'm finally going to get a suntan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you, go. No more sunbeds. Yeah, <laughs> Don't need sunbeds no more where I'm going. I'm taking over the, de- the, the devil's uh, throne. Taking back the well, at least I'm not a new devil. That's me, not bad. Mm. Actually, Matt, just remember us when you go down and take the throne to let us out the cell. No. no. <laughs> leave, oh, him there. leave him there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave you there. Well, <laughs> no, because you've just all been talking about like Peter Pan and that. So, like, it depends on how well you did in life. You never, never actually get there. <laughs> but if you think about it, us gays, we're going to hell. We've sinned for most of our life. Yeah, Depending on what religious great. system you're looking at, yeah. Well, I'm a yeah, Christian, apparently. I was baptised and all that crap. For me, I just don't believe in it. Because... I mean, as long as you don't commit any mortal sins and accept Jesus, and you do accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Saviour, you're pretty much good to go in a lot of these instances. I, I don't yeah. I don't want him to be my Lord and Saviour because he's done nothing that I've well, seen never... to believe in him. I, I, I was baptised Catholic. Yeah, me too. And same as I remember a guy I knew that was gay went in and he'd done a confession. Uh, I'd went the same day and done my confession. Gotta be there for a year, confessing all my sins. <laughs> Tell us, I was in there for at least half an hour. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. And the guy came out and he was taught and it was and I says, Oh, what were you confessing? He says, I confessed for being gay. And he had totally told the past I'd slept with men and things like that. I went, all oh, right. I says, well, that's not a sin. He went, oh, no, he says, to that to that father, uh, it was a sin. And he told him that day, like, as long as you never sleep with a man again, you're forgiven. And it was like, how can you say that to someone? It's how wrong. can you say that? But where in the Bible does it say that a man cannot sleep with another man or exactly. people aren't it's, gay? Uh, it's that man may not lie with mankind as he does with woman. But, but that doesn't state that a man cannot lay with a man. Yeah, but if you look at the original text, it's actually man shall not sleep with little boy. So it actually, uh, it actually yeah. demonizes. There is familiar. nothing really that states if you are a gay, you're going to burn in hell. But in people find it icky, and therefore, yes, it is a sin because that's how. Well, it, I think over the years that they've changed. Yeah, but they've changed the Bible like so many times over the it's years. It's all Chinese oh, yeah, whispers over the course of two thousand years. Yeah. I think I would offend a lot of uh, people in church, mate. If I got baptised and then uh, it came out that I was gay, I would stand there in the middle of the church and go, can I get a hiya? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so mean. This is the thing. It's hypocritical because people in church (laughs) will sit there and say, we don't hate people who are gay, but you're going to burn in hell. Mm. Technically, that's someone who hates someone who's gay. You know what I mean? I'm completely different. I'm Christian. I love Jesus, I love God. But I don't hate anyone, and I don't think you or Matt or anyone else because the sleep with another man is going to go to hell. No, if they sleep with a woman. I welcome it, yes. to be honest with you. I welcome it all. I mean, I'm going to enjoy it. Let's go, Matt. Col- but what Colin isn't confessing to his uh, local church is he is a secret gay himself. <laughs> At this point, it's not <laughs> yeah. a secret. Why is no one telling us this? I've got rid of him. She could have told us sooner if I got rid of him. It's oh. still a secret to his church. <laughs> <There's> a, there, <laughs> well, they haven't seen the box that's mailing him directly to... Uh, well, at least we gay. know the church is not going to listen to our podcast, so, you know... We don't know. You can't say that. <laughs> I would so laugh if a church got in touch with him and say, how dare you talk about this? It's yeah. sinful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To be fair, I think a lot of the things I say as a Christian, I know I'm sinning. 
I swear, I smoke, I drink coffee. I do a lot of stuff. You wear mixed fabrics and you do ghost hunting, you absolute... Yeah. I do ghost hunting, yeah, shame of it. Shame and you're not married. But yeah, that's the thing. Uh, as a Matt, ghost I'm not hunter, swearing. You tell me no swearing on this podcast. I didn't say, I didn't say you were swearing. <laughs> you did, you swore you, you said you marriage. Went, went, as... As as someone who's religious, and you you do go something, you are directly telling, being told, rely on God. God takes the possession from people. God cleanses the home from spirits, but you can't do go something. So how the hell are you meant to cleanse your home? No, but how can you believe that you know? he does cleanse it? Well, yeah, you've got to believe. That but... that's the catch with religion. Mm. If you don't believe it, God won't do it. So. In, in one term, if you it. don't get a miracle, mm-hmm. then people will say, well, you didn't believe hard enough. It's a bit of you a know. catch-22. So yeah. yeah. So if if the good happens, it's it's like when the priest turned around and says mm. to me when I asked him, and don't get us wrong, I am a religious person. I do believe in God, but I do question a lot of aspects of it at times as well. Um, and, and the priest turned around and says to me, because I says, why is it when I say miracles of God? And he turned around and he says to me, he says, you do see miracles of God. I went, well, tell us when. He says, you see a miracle of God when you're hitting the hardest times. But let's face it, if you hit a hard time and something good happens and you're religious, you will see that as a I've hit hard times and I've gone straight to alcohol. Is that a miracle? <laughs> well, that is generally because you don't believe. It's the same way that astrology looks like it's working. It's just you see everything that you want to see and you attribute it back to, okay, it's this person telling me that this is why it's happening. To be fair, the reason why I grab hold of, and I'm not going to give me personal experiences over here because I'm strong by the standing of you're a strong independent woman <laughs> no it's it's what yes. the bible says is that if you believe in god your relationship with you and god is between you and god alone no one else and anything that i've had as a miracle i don't think i should be going out and preaching but it has been situations in my life where things have happened which to me have been physically impossible to happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so to me, God has stepped in and helped us at times, and I feel as though I'm safe and protected if I ask on God for it. Um, and this is where I'll argue with religion, is because I'm not a kind of a, one of your normal religious people that will go to church every Sunday. I'm not one of these normal religious people that will sit there and and say praise the Lord every five seconds. You know, I do the fundamental thing that Jesus asks you to do, and that's believe in Him love him and let him in your heart and and to me that's christian i'm definitely not christian then do we have a belief yeah. episode lined up or something um well we'll for season <laughs> yeah. three season two is quite full up yeah but i think it'll be a good thing to talk about i think it'd be good to talk about um the muslim faith as well get a bit of background on that um because i was reading the quran the other day believe it or not the english version huh. and it's quite well, interesting it's a lot of crossover that is the confusing bit isn't it because there's so many things about this one God, isn't it? And it's like, well, who's right? Uh, that's why I don't understand Muslims and uh, Jews fighting. But the the reality is is that it it it, it although the books are same, it's not oh. things that have been said in it are different. So it's mm. you know what I mean. I haven't read loads it's of it. It's because man what I've read is different. It, you know, man created. The illusion of well, someone for, for example like Abraham, the story of Abraham that's what combines the three largest religions Christianity, Judaism and um, Islam by the fact that they all do share the story of Abraham and a bunch of like all of the stories that that story then begot uh, but with all of that <laughs> as we <laughs> shall shall we bring it back around to death real quick before we finish up I think we should Yes, we yeah, could just go around and uh, maybe go over. Uh, isn't even worth thinking about, I suppose, what the best death is. Because let's be fair, I think the best death would just be to kind of uh, to kind of just a, die peacefully in your sleep. A but quick if death. If you can think of anything more exciting, like maybe I just don't do, like doing jumping off of the Eiffel Tower and then doing the splits as you land. Oh my god! If I could, if we can go go down the list in, in order. 
So if we start with Becca and then Egg, Matt and Ragnar, so I can go to the toilet. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? You see what it is? Man. We just need we just need one minute. We just breeze through this and then you can go have your loo. Just for those that are listening to this right now, Grandad has gone for a potty break. Has he gone? <laughs> yeah. Has he actually disappeared? He has, yes. Yeah, he has. <sighs> He's so inconsiderate. Honestly. Yeah, how dare he? Oh, we're, we're keeping this in here. <laughs> Oh, we swore. <laughs> At least he's not inconstant. You know what, Becca? Go straight ahead. It's friggin' Bastard. See, not? I had a, a, a client and I, she says, what would be the best way to die? And I was like, eh. You know, and you're thinking, I didn't hear that. Mm-mm. I thought I was in another room or something. And she was sitting there telling her daughter about it and her daughter goes, well, you die the way you want to die, don't you? And you know, she had never, ever, ever been to a caravan site in 90 years of living. She went, I want to go to a caravan site and I'll die there. Well, by it's getting it blown so up. Exactly. I was like, well, how do you expect me to take you? There's a, there's a thousand and one different ways that could possibly, unless like you get Jeremy Clarkson involved and he's like, All he's I said, I was like, what do you want to yeah. do? <laughs> I said, what do you want? <laughs> Lethal injection said, you while you're sleeping in the caravan. <laughs> oh, she was though. She was like, during she had a dark sense of humour. Yeah. She'll go. Oh, ah, the just give me the needle. I'm done. They're the I've best lived my sense life. of humour. I love this humour. I just okay. want a quick death. Just like kill me and just you know straight away, no pain, no torture. Yeah. You, know, you want something that's very quick. Yeah. 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 Just take. Quick, give, easy, give me a second. Over, done with. Oh, you're back. I'm back. When it when I was around in your times, dear girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't around See, my times. I think. I was, I was born I... before your times. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh, I think I'd Come on, we're talking about acid. the best place of dying. Come on. <laughs> I think I'd want to exactly. drop acid and then, like, something quick and painless immediately afterwards. Probably not a beheading, although that would look pretty sick. No. Oh, all that blood. Oh. <laughs> oh God, don't, don't mention blood you'll trigger Matt yeah, well trigger him in the complete wrong way <laughs> you'll be in your blood and all that <laughs> I think I'd just want to drop acid and then just like have my last moments be completely just Naked. nonsense Matt, Wait, lie, uh, Matt lying there in the bath going saying I have egg juice everywhere excuse me oh, Ex- no, no the implications that. of that are too much I do not ship <laughs> Matt's ex egg Rags, rags, PJ. What's yeah, up with me, egg? Isn't this an egg? I was talking about an actual egg, not like the no. other egg. Yeah. No, it's ah. I was talking about the York and like cracking egg open, you know. You know, <laughs> you know what anyway, I mean? The only, the only way you can yeah, say right? this is I've by just thought of a great joke. If, if egg ever cracks up, we'll be able to turn around and say, ah, it's a cracked egg. Well done. That was oh, a great if joke. Mind, if I lose my sweet, eggy mind, absolutely. Where's the, mm-hmm. Where was the for that one? <laughs> I'll add that in later. Yeah, right, so who's up next for the death? Rags, no. it's you. Me? It's Matt. Wait, no, Matt didn't just say it? Yeah, Matt just said it. No, it was you. You said you would like to be beheaded. No, I'm sure Matt said it as well. No, X said he wants beheaded. I said, oh, right. I just want a quick death. Get it over and done with. Oh, right, right, right. You just don't want to hear him because you feared it was that he wanted to be bitten by a vampire until he bleeds out. I'm yeah. going to be extreme and turn on say I want to skydive into a volcano. Okay. Awesome. Can I watch? You always have to be different. Can I record it? Well, because YouTube? I always thought whether um, like <laughs> volcanoes or like earthquakes or um, like tidal waves, which one of those three would be the best death? And to be honest, melting, uh, melting the death would probably be better. Yeah, I just want to go make sure you do it. <laughs> well, to be fair, we do know that some will die the way we want, and Ragnar's definitely not dying the way he wants. Well, I'm definitely not dying the way I want because no. I want this. My blood to be sucked by a vampire, ain't it? No, to, uh, to be honest, I, I, if uh, the day comes to me actually dying, I want actual uh, a Viking funeral. Well, that's yes. how you. That's your funeral, not how they, they don't. Viking how funerals don't start. Yeah, with, but um, when I die, when I die, wait, when I actually do die, and whatever's left over from actually like dying in this volcano, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. probably going to go and scoop us up if they can uh, be bothered. Rags. No, we're not that. We're not going to be bothered. Rags, it's with your singer. with your luck, you'll go for a volcano, but it's dormant, so you just hit it. It's just <laughs> yeah. solid. It's cold, solid basalt, <laughs> and they're able to scoop you up Splat. with no problem. <laughs> 
last words was bitch. <laughs> God, to be fair, Rags, when you when you do pop your clogs, right? I am. To, we'll we'll just have like uh, a remembrance of you in, a, in one of these one of these holes, and it'll just be a compilation of like all your moments on the podcast. You're expecting, you're expecting him to die before you do. <laughs> Huh? Not if well, I have anything to do with it. The way he's going, yeah. That gives him like three years left to live. <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> Not even that. We're six that. minutes over, guys, so... Come on, Colin. They both anyway. die in the same day. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, my death. Mm. Uh, uh, I want it to be as painful and as long and suffering as possible, sort of. So how's it going? Yeah. How's your death going? <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. And Becca, Becca, you're you're already doing it, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know, I've got it planned in my nice little book. It's all written down. Uh huh. Well, it's not going too far to plan. <laughs> you want to bet? It's already started. There's mm-hmm. stages. His death, his death started the day that he started dating Becca. You got that one. Yeah, right? well, to be fair, Becca's that blonde. Actually, I'm, I'm sure she couldn't arrange in the death. I no. can. <laughs> you moved the decimal point. You, know. <laughs> you moved right. the decimal point too far down for the arsenic injections. So, you've got to figure out what the moon is first. All right, how we <laughs> get over that one. Please. Anyway, Egg, do you want to take that out? Wait, so your answer is the slowest, most painful way, which is through a relationship with Becca. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. what it means is, as I'm dying very slowly, as horrible as it is for us, I get the joy to know she was the last person to have to deal with my shit. Literally. You nasty bastard. It's almost romantic. Almost. And I'll give a nice big smirk as I'm worn off. Do you know, I think I did good. It was an hour and eight minutes before I swore. Yeah, well... <laughs> You still swore. I already swore. So oh, but with that, everyone, he ended off on a on a light note. I'd say, despite the uh, the dark subject matter, <laughs> and here I am wearing actually one of my one of the brightest uh, outfits that I have at the moment. But hey ho, uh, maybe we can arrange a second death episode to make sure that we get it all sorted, suited, and booted. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll be having another one of these though. But I believe. From everyone Whoa. here at 4G Shore. Oh, I will when say, the... I will say, make sure to check down in the description uh, for the links and uh, to any services that you may be in need of. Uh, we'll be trying to track down some international calls, but we'll especially be uh, having some UK links and uh, phone numbers in the description below for anyone uh, suffering with things that we were talking about. And before we go, <laughs> if you would like to join us on our social media, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Facebook, and we um, also have a Discord now. I finally sorted Discord, that out, and we have a website up. So if you would like to join one day and just share share your experiences, mm. um, what your what your beliefs around dying is, you know, would be would be more than happy to hear it. Um, and if you're just having any problems and you just want someone to talk to us four idiots will talk <laughs> or even someone right. who kind of works in a death adjacent profession as well that's <laughs> me if anybody in league wants to talk about people that are in the care system I'm sure Becca will be available to talk as well oh. yeah Oh. Yeah, clock off at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so or everybody do your time After zone us. conversions. You'll be good to go. With that, we shall be wrapping up. Thank you so much for joining us at this episode. We hope you had a good time. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And from all of us at 4G Sean. <laughs> Surf's up. Bye. Flying high. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Bye.